Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Size Dodge Dakota with an optional 230 horsepower Magnum V8 outpowers, outhauls, and just plain outpulls even full-size 5-liter V8s from Ford and Chevy. Unquote. Dodge, the most powerful line of trucks anywhere. Now get up to 750 cash back on new Dodge Dakotas. Yeah, they're powerful anywhere, but they had to put $750 on the hood to get you to consider to buy one. Somehow that doesn't make sense, I think. But yeah, the TV add that that uh, soundbite you just heard did match that mid-sized Dakota against a full-size Ford, full-size Chevy, but they didn't tell you. Even, well, they suggested that they were V8s, but there's so many other factors with pickup trucks in terms of how they're geared and what they weigh and how they're equipped. So yeah, it's not nearly as a, as a direct apples-to-apples apples comparison that Dodge would like you to compare to. But it makes for great press. Federal regulators want to mandate advanced driver assistance systems, such as automatic emergency braking and some sort of speed monitoring for big rig trucks to reduce fatal highway crashes. The trucking industry has concerns at first blush. You're probably saying, well, duh, yeah. And it would make sense at first because any safety features that you can incorporate that makes things safer, reduces in fewer injuries and fewer deaths, make total sense. But like anything in business, in some of these cases, it comes down to money. But before I give you the money aspect, let me give you the numbers that the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration says would benefit for just one of these things, uh, which would be automatic emergency braking, which is the fact that front Forward-leading sensors would detect something stopping in front of the vehicle and faster than the driver could respond, could apply the brakes, uh, hopefully either lessening uh, the, the um, consequences of an impact or avoiding that impact entirely. NHTSA estimates that automatic emergency braking mandate, if they put that into effect for heavy trucks, would prevent more than 19,000 crashes, save 155 lives, and prevent nearly 9,000 injuries per year. Big trucking fleets contend they already utilize, employ, or otherwise have a lot of these advanced driver assistance technologies in their trucks. A full complement. Uh, they talk about collision mitigation, uh, automatic emergency braking, uh, speed limiting uh, software, things like that. Or, you know, where they monitored the driver uh, driving habits via telematics. However, if you're an owner operator or you own a small fleet, unfortunately, while you're down with the safety, I mean, I don't think anybody's against safety. But the problem is it's a, num it's a matter of money, and it's a lot of money, and that's the problem. Here you go. Massilia Valley Transportation Solutions reported in 2020 that heavy truck collision mitigation on their trucks cost $4,200 per truck, 
with the Department of Transportation reporting a similar number of $2,504,000 per tractor. That's a lot of money. And if you're an owner-operator with maybe one or two rigs, if you were a small fleet operator with maybe 10 or 20 trucks, that gets in a big money real fast. That's on top of maintenance, on top of fuel, on top of driver salaries that you have to regroup. Then it's the issue where the industry is coming back and saying, you know, we're down with the technology, but we're concerned that it's not fully developed. And they talk about several complaints of a phantom braking where automatic emergency braking systems slow without warning or provocation. And they had an example earlier this year where 18 Freightliner Cascadia trucks using Detroit Assurance experienced sudden heavy stops. If you're doing that at speed in the middle of an interstate, that might cause more trouble than any trouble it would prevent. They quote this, if you went into a corner... And the system thought you were going too fast, it would throw the brakes on. And this one particular fellow said, I've never had it happen in adverse weather with snow and ice, and I don't think you want that. It would throw you in a skid. This is really different than a two-ton car or a three-ton SUV. These trucks weigh anywhere from 20, 40, 60 tons fully loaded. And when you start fooling with physics... It gets ugly real fast because regardless of the systems, you cannot beat physics. The laws of physics are uh, ultimate. You're not going to rewrite them or beat them. Additionally, while automatic emergency braking can be relatively low maintenance, as manufacturers have said, they largely calibrate or regulate themselves. But there's an issue. Trucks come in for major overhauls every half a million miles or so. And it means that they literally overhaul the engine, move sensors around while they're maintaining the trucks. The problem with sensors is that unless you are extremely precise, like during a maintenance where you had to move a sensor, that you put it back, recalibrate it properly to specification. If it's not to specification, they may not work properly. They don't work properly, that could spell dire consequences for the trucker or the traffic they're in. Let's talk about speed limiters for a minute. Even when a roadway incident involving a heavy-duty truck results in no tragic losses, it still leaves the industry to navigate a gray area of liability and future uh, prevention. They talked about something that happened early last month where one particular trucker led law enforcement on a high-speed road chase through several Texas counties that lasted two and a half hours. He didn't hit anybody directly, but he did. He didn't have any major crashes, but he did run some people off the road. And it was, you know, a few fender benders. They're arguing that if speed limiting had been in effect, this man may have been neutered because it could have ended really, really, really wrong. But again, you're talking about all this weight, all this issue and the cost, not just the cost to install it, but the cost to maintain it. Who's going to pay for that? And if that's the case, how does a owner operator who's bearing all the costs of truck insurance, etc. And I can tell you, knowing some of my friends who are owner operators, they will tell you that the cost of running one truck is astronomical. In fact, in talking with one of them, they were telling me that their insurance on that one truck that they were running insurance alone 
was $1,300 a month, one truck. Multiply that times the diesel fuel, the driver, any maintenance, tires, brakes, inspections, etc., and you're carrying some pretty heavy-duty overhead. So the question is, it would be awesome if there was an opportunity uh, for some kind of government underwrite or encouragement for smaller operators to maybe help defer the cost of this. This would make this a lot easier. But until then, some of the industry is going to push back and say, yeah, we're for safety, but at what cost? Because economically, we can't make that happen unless, you know, we get a little help. And that's been always the case. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Do you listen to podcasts? Seems that most people do. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. If you missed any of our weekly episodes on the radio, our podcast is a great way to listen. You can find the Tech Mobility Podcast just about anywhere you can enjoy podcasts. Be sure to follow us. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many platforms in between, we are there. Just enter the Tech Mobility Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. Social media. It's the place to be who are no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Several times a week, I post to TikTok several of the topics that I cover on my weekly radio show. It's another way to keep up on mobility technology news and information. I've built quite a library of short videos for your viewing pleasure, so be sure to watch, like, and subscribe. That's the Tech Mobility Show on TikTok. Check it out.